Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Friday, the sun is out, all good vibes ready for the weekend. As I said to you, we would get you one more episode this week, so this is it. Slightly different to what was planned. We're going to talk about fishbowl rosters, but there's been so much on Twitter. For those of you that probably aren't in it, you're probably sick of it right now, and I'm kind of conscious of that. So I wanted to deliver some content I felt might be quite useful. So um, I've been having a dig through Sleeper's ADP, especially what's been going on in the last month. I want to talk about some of the changes um, and some of the things that are going on in the ADP. Just some things to make you aware of, just some things that have changed, maybe some things that haven't changed all that much. And just go through it a little bit and give you a little bit of context as to what what's going on right now in drafts. And they're taking a lot of drafts right now on Sleeper. So I'm looking at a period of ADP data dated from June 14th to July 13th. So this is very, very current information. It's excluding all drafts that didn't happen on these dates. So anything that happened before June 14th is, is kind of excluded. So uh, it's giving you really good current data. And I want to do this because I want to give you a bit of a heads up, those of you who might be drafting this weekend or getting ready to draft the FFCC, although it's a different format because it's super flex, is just around the corner. 
so I know people are gearing up for Drafts Warrior Bowl. I know that's Superflex as well. That's gearing up as well. So I just want to give you some values. These are all just one QB PPR drafts, and I'm happy to do another episode next week on Superflex changes with the same data uh, because I have that split out for Superflex drafts. So let's get into this one. In fact, before I do, just want to give a shout out to my guy, Justin Booney. I've been on his show, the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm sure most of you listen to it. If you don't, uh, do go give it a listen. Um, he puts out a great show. Um, right now it's once a week, but uh, in seasons, probably two, three times a week, maybe even more than that. The short shows typically uh, about 20, 30 minutes. Our one yesterday was 42 minutes, I think it was. And it was really, really good fun. And we talked about camp battles. And um, I'll recap some of the points today. But um, there were some really good points around uh, the Bills and the Jags and you know, the battle in New Orleans for the starting QB, San Francisco. So there's a lot of good content in there. I really do recommend you go and check out his show uh, and go and check out uh, that episode in particular. Let's get into the ADP stuff. So let's start with the first round. Top few picks haven't changed all that much in this draft. Um, We're still seeing... McCaffrey come off the board at one, Cook at two, Kamara at three, uh, Henry at four, Barkley at five. The first pivot um, comes at six. It was Nick Chubb. Now it's Jonathan Taylor. They're very, very close in, in ADP values. So it's not really anything to think about too much, but you might see people take Chubb over Taylor. Um, for me, I think they're both probably slightly overdrafted. Um, I would take Zeke over both of those on my board, but you know, at this point, you may be splitting hairs between Taylor and Chubb. If I had to pick between the two, I would pick Taylor, but I don't like either really at this ADP cost personally. But it's a little change that, that Taylor was moving up board a little bit, and you are buying him at his premium at 106. Um, other changes in the first round Devontae Adams has slid, he was at eight, he's now at 10. Hill is now the first wide receiver off the board. And I think some uncertainty around the Aaron Rodgers situation is starting to creep in a little bit here with these drafts and people are perhaps just taking Hill over Adams as if as that being the case. It makes sense. You don't want to be in that situation of having a first-round pick be affected by a quarterback situation. So I don't really mind seeing that change too much but I think you know I'm seeing drafts and seeing Adams go in the second round and he's an he's an auto buy for me at that range Zeke moves up from 10 to 9 still think he's too low I still would have him over Taylor I would have him over Chubb I'd probably have him over Barkley to be honest given the durability issues not on talent but durability for sure so don't quite get the hate on Zeke, but he has seen a little bit of uh, lift from that. And Kelsey's still going flat. He's He is at 11, so he is still going there. Um, and Aaron Jones is there right at the end of the first round at the 12th spot. So that's your first round as it stands right now. Very uh, running back heavy. Start the second. Staying flat is DK Metcalf at 13. It's just too high for me uh, wrote about this in the playbook. I've spoken about this a lot. I just don't understand this need to reach for Metcalf when you have that ability to take effectively a very similar, almost as good player, not much between them really, and Tyler Lockett 
four rounds later. And the face going above Diggs for me is is crazy. I don't I don't understand that one, and I don't think I will for for quite some time. But there you go. Metcalf's going at a thirteen. Uh, Mahomes has got a bump. He's now moving to pick seventeen. That's I mean I've talked about the value of taking quarterbacks here. Um, I can't do it. If you want to do it, obviously you're doing it, but now you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay up in the first half off the second round. That's a, a, a heavy premium to pay for Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. Then you've got AJ Brown. He's fallen to 20 from where he was. So he's falling now into this back end of the second round. Wouldn't shock me if you start to see AJ Brown go off the board as a third round pick. As we're getting nearer to drafts, this whole AJ Brown is wide receiver one talk is dead. I mean, it's completely dead. People are worried about what Julio is going to do. I'm not overly worried. I I quite like AJ Brown at pick 20. I think he's a good value. Someone who's about to probably overshoot him in ADP, especially when we get into August drafts, will be Calvin Ridley. He's gone from 26, a third round pick, to 23. So back end of the second. He's got no one in competition for targets. He's going to get absolutely peppered. So I don't see him suffering too much. <laughs> and I think he'd be happy. I think people will be happy drafting him in the second round. Now I expect him to go ahead of AJ Brown. And the other one I expect to go over AJ Brown is Justin Jefferson. He is currently 21. I expect both these guys to move ahead of AJ Brown. If I was to do this in a month's time, uh, we're starting to see third round now, Najee Harris climb up the board. So he has gone from 27 to 25. So he's right on the fringes of the third round. Najee Harris will be a second round pick come August. Uh, we're seeing the trend now. I think all this negativity around the Steelers O-line, I think just realize how many uh, touches he's going to get. I think people will start to realize now that he's going to be absolutely fine. And I wouldn't say bulletproof, but he's going to be uh, a workhorse for sure. I think, he will fall easily into the second round. I think he's going to climb up there, not fall. One that is really falling now is Antonio Gibson. And this this is really quite surprising to me. So he is now going off the board at pick 26. Now, earlier in the season, he was going, uh, in the preseason, he was going, you know, top end of the second, mid of the second. We're looking somewhere between picks 15 and 18. Now he's going at pick 26 and he's sliding. So that's something that I think is is really interesting to monitor. People are really starting to fade Antonio Gibson. I think he's an auto smash. If you're getting him in the third round, I think you just absolutely smash that. I don't think you're going to get better players in the third round than, than Antonio Gibson. Uh, Michael Thomas has taken a dip too. Not a big dip. He's gone from 25 to 27, but people are still out on Thomas. They're uncertain with the QB situation. It's another smash play for me. Uh, I talked about this on the pod with Justin Boone yesterday on his pod that you need to buy everyone in that Saints offense now because their prices are too good. Winston's is too good. Thomas's is too good. Fatty sliding, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think you, Winston it will be the quarterback. I list my reasons on that podcast uh, as to why I'm absolutely certain. Uh, there's just no, no, there's no doubt from me that Winston will start the year as the quarterback, uh, starting for the Saints. So uh, go as a smash play here. And really interesting one, and this is quite significant. DeAndre Swift has fallen from 22 to 28. 
So he's fallen half a round in a month, which is it, this at that stage of the board is a lot. And I get it a hundred percent because people are worried about uh, what Williams is coming in there to do. They're worried about how that offense is going to look. There's not many weapons there. Are they going to struggle to move the ball? Probably going to be behind a lot. Probably going to throw the ball a lot. A lot of concerns here about Swift, uh, not as a talent, but I think just in terms of his usage. And I think that they are definitely legitimate concerns. So I understand that completely and think I'm one of those that are massively fading DeAndre Swift. In fact, I was, I was quite low on him to begin with. So to see this fall um, doesn't shock me personally, but I can definitely see him falling. And I think, you know, talking about guys around him now, looking at the ADP, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes above him very, very soon. I think Josh Jacobs will take a slight rebound and will probably go above Swift. And Miles Sanders, I think, as well. Um, Miles Sanders has taken a bit of a dip in this one. He's gone from uh, 30 to 33. I think he's someone that I think will probably rebound a little bit more as well. Moving into the fourth round, Mike Evans now is a fourth-round pick. Oh, I just don't I don't understand this. Again, start of the offseason, he was a third, top of the third-round pick, and now he's a fourth-round pick. He, he, again, smash play for me in the fourth round. Um, he's fallen 30, four weeks ago. He was at 34. It's back end of the third. And now he's at 38. So top of the fourth. I think he's an absolute smash play um, in the fourth round. I talk about this on the pod with Justin, and I keep referencing it because it's it, these guys are just interesting to me that I his volume is safe, that, that he's not going to face. He's going to get two-thirds of all the targets that are going outside. Uh, Godwin's not getting the outside targets. Uh, Antonio Brown's not getting the outside targets. They'll compete in the middle. They'll almost cannibalize each other uh, to a certain degree. And so Evans has got a clear path. He's going to compete with, with Scotty Miller. And, and you know, Scotty Miller's going to get hit. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think there's going to be much, much to worry about there for them. So, I, I do think uh, really interestingly that he's someone that you should be buying. Uh, and inversely, again, just looking at, sorry, he was looking at, the, you know, who else you can get. Godwin's taken a bit of a fall. They were, well, they're still too close in ADP for me. Godwin's now around 45. He's dropped from 41, 42. So uh, I would be fading Chris Godwin in the fourth round because I just don't think he's got the same level of volume. Uh, Josh Allen is climbing up boards now. He's a mid uh, mid to early fourth round pick. And he's starting to get to the point where he's almost been priced out for me. Um, so he's now going to pick 39 from 44. I just think, oh, I don't like my roster construction when I take a QB in the first four rounds. And I, I really like Josh Allen. I think I've spoken about him enough. But yeah, I don't think, don't think that's a play for me at that price. But I understand if you, if you want to do it. Um, David Montgomery's rising, um, rightfully so. He's obviously a bit of news came out this week, last week, that he's going to get 20 touches a game, or that's the aim, him to get that kind of volume. So he's risen from 45 to 40. Um, I think he's a solid fourth-round pick. Again, I think if, if he's on your board in the fourth round, you need a running back. I think he's a great target to, to have. Lamar Jackson was ahead of these guys. He has fallen back behind Allen and David Montgomery now to 42. Uh, I mentioned Godwin. He's fallen 
the pit hype is still continuing to rage. This guy has never done anything in the in the NFL, and other than he's the second highest rookie off the board now, behind Najee Harris, he's going at forty six. Um, or is Etienne? Maybe Etienne is. He's pretty much neck and neck with with Etienne. If he's not, he's going right above him. Yeah, he's going right above, right above Etienne now. So too high for me. I love Pitts as a player, but no, I just uh, I can't justify. Mark Andrews also bumping up boards as well. He's moved into the fourth round. He's gone from fifty two to forty eight. I just know we've talked about this. You know, I can I can buy Kelsey in the first round. I can't buy any other uh, tight ends. So your four tight ends going in the top four rounds is just lunacy um, for me. So I'd be fading these guys. Just want to get into some notable drops now. So there's some t- the players here I've got that are, are really taking some some moves either way. So they've either dropped or they've risen, and I want to point these out because some of these are really interesting plays uh, and trends to to follow. So Melvin Gordon has dropped from 62 to 69, so sixth round still, but he's dropped almost half. He's dropped over half a round in a month. And that's because Javante Williams has gone the other way. He's gone from 75 to 70. The general belief now is that Javante Williams is going to be the back probably week one. And that's why the neck and neck, I expect Javante Williams to, to go above uh, Melvin Gordon when we do this exercise again. So that's what's being told for the ADPs. So Melvin Gordon is being dropped and he's falling all the time. Raheem Mostert has dropped quite significantly. He's dropped half around from 69 to 75. Jalen Waddle has dropped uh, over half a round. He's dropped from 73 to, to 80. So again, really significant drops here. Talking half a round in a month is is a large, large drop. So these, these are players, the fantasy players, and this is when experts have published rankings and drafts have happened off the back of those rankings. So now you're starting to see the impact of these fantasy football experts on ADP. And the articles that they're releasing, the podcasts they're doing, this is now really moving the ADP to players who are not the diehards, but the the more seasoned players are making these moves. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has risen 16 places in a month. So he's risen around and a third in a month. Now, he was crazy value. He was at 93, which, again, if he's there at 93, yeah, eighth round, uh, he is a smash play Eve, uh, at that range. If if people are still letting Deontay Johnson get into the eighth round, that's just mad. I think his current ADP is fair, 67. I think that's sixth round. I, I can't argue much with that ADP. So he has risen very significantly in the last month or so. Um, Aaron Rodgers has dropped from that 69-70 range down to 78. So he's dropped two-thirds of a round. Uh, you've got Brandon Cooks is, is still dropping. Brandon Cooks is at 89. So eighth round. I don't understand it. Like, there isn't anyone else to target in that offense. Like, I know that the quarterback situation is going to be pretty gross. But he's not got anyone to really fight off for it. I think I don't know why you wouldn't pick Brandon Cooks in the in the eighth round. 
or the seventh round. Uh, you know, I, at that range, I'm reaching to get him in the seventh. I've got no problem uh, doing that. He paid well last year. He, he's got a great pedigree. He, he is, for me, other than Alan Robinson, probably quarterback proof. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Gronk has risen significantly. He's gone up nine spots this month. So he has gone from 9,900 range to, to 90. So he has really rising up the ranks. So people are buying in on, on tight ends. This tight end wave is really, really moving. So, he, you know, Gronk is, I, th- I think Gronk's a great play in the sense of if you're going to get a tight end there, it's probably a little early for me, but I, I, like I don't have a big problem with that, but he's the ninth tight end coming off the board at at ninety, which is just crazy. I don't think you'll see nine tight ends come off the board in the first ninety picks in your drafts. But there you go. That's what the ADP is telling us right now. This one's wild. Lavisca Chanel has risen up fourteen places in ADP in the last month. So he's gone from one hundred four to ninety. Now just stop it. Don't draft Lavishka Sonal. I know he's got this great tape, and I I think as a player, I think he can do some great things, but that offense is going to not be as good as people think it's going to be. And I talk about this on the score podcast. You know, the Jags in the last eight years have lost over a hundred games. And Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer are not going to reverse that overnight. And Urban Meyer runs a spread offense. You got ETN is going to eat into his share. I talk about this on, on the pod with Justin Boone. I do not see I do not see a path to the Visca Chenault even being viable. If you want to take him late, 12th, 13th, 14th round, I get it. I think fine. But don't be drafting. Like, he is going now in the same range as Brandon Cooks. And Chenault is the third target on a team that is not going to be pass heavy. In fact, he's probably the fourth behind Etienne. And he's he's got all this competition in a team that isn't going to be pass heavy, you know, because even when they were losing and losing significantly last year, they still ran the ball. They ran the ball a lot. Like just for me, just don't, just don't do it. Don't draft Chenault at that ADP. You know, you, you want to get him if he falls to 10th, 11th, 12th round, you know, fill your boots, but you know, you can get a really good player uh, at that range. And, and Chenault is not going to add I'm looking at the players around Jarvis Landry's going after. That's lunacy to me. Uh, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's going after Chanel. Like That is madness to me. Absolute madness. I don't understand it. Mike Davis. Mike Davis is going 11 spots behind LaVisca Chanel. 11 spots. Oh, just Robbie Anderson is another one, which I'll come to in a minute. Just don't do it. Rashad Bateman, who I love as a prospect and didn't love the landing spot. He has gained an entire round. He's up to 98. Ah, a little high for me, but, you know, I love the player. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't do it at that, at that range, but I get it. This one is baffling. I just mentioned Robbie Anderson. He fell. He fell eight spots. He fell eight spots from 97 to 105. Like, I don't understand it. What do people not understand about Robbie Anderson right now? Because I'd love to help. He's going off the board, Robbie Anderson, as wide receiver 45. Wide receiver 45, he's going, I, 
I've already mentioned something. He should not be going below the Visca Chenault by any stretch of the imagination. This guy finished as a wide receiver two last year, he had over 1,100 total yards, he had 136 targets, and they haven't added competition. You know, he lost Curtis Samuel, and he's going to have very little competition on that outside for touches. He's going to finish with a very similar target range yet again. But I think he ends with more TDs. I think he could have a better year. So, draft. Draft Robbie Anderson. Like, just let's get his ADP up a little. I mean, even don't, because I'll just, I'll pick him every day of the week at his current ADP. And, you know, Robbie Anderson's now at the point where even if I reach two rounds to get him, I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy to be reaching in the seventh round for Robbie Anderson when he's going in the ninth. Because this is a player who I think is going to do some great things. And, have a great season. He's got wide receiver two written all over him this season. Antonio Brown, people finally starting to listen. He has gained 17 spots. He's gone from 115. He's gone to 115 from 132. Again, he is too low. 10th round. Um, he, for me, I think is going to be very similar numbers to Chris Godwin this season. I think with what he has done and what he's capable of doing, that's too cheap. I think, you know, I'm looking here and I'm thinking you've got Chanel and Bateman of reason well above these guys. If I'm looking at the eighth round, Brandon Cooks is there, Robbie Anderson's there, Antonio Brown's there. I'm happy. Like I'd love to get two. If I can get two of those three on my roster at that price, I'm in all day long. Thanks for coming. I will love it. Todd Gurley is dropping. He doesn't have a team. So it doesn't sound like a big shock, but he was being, he was going at one Oh two. And now he's going, now he's going at one thirty. So, yeah, uh, don't draft Todd Gurley. I mean, he might end up on the Lions, but you don't need to. It's, it's funny because Swift has dropped, and yet Gurley's dropped even more. Um, easily the biggest value in this entire draft pool right now is Russell Gage. Russell Gage in June was going at 184. So he was going at 184 in ADP, which is 15th round. He's now going still inexplicably or inexplicably at 146 which is 12th round 13th round range crazy 13th round for russell gage again if you want to reach and get this guy in the 11th in the 10th round do it i i can see his price drop really going upwards he was more than viable when julio jones wasn't playing last year and he put up some good numbers. So, you know, do I think he's going to win you a league? No, but if you're getting this guy in as your wide receiver five, you've got to have some great depth. I mean, imagine having a team where you've got, you know, you start off with, let's say you go running back, running back, running back. Then you start with Thomas, Mike Evans. Then you decide you're going to pick up another running back after that. And then you get, you know, say Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks and Russell Gage. And they're your five. Like that would be incredible. And it's easily doable. These are all guys falling and they shouldn't be falling. So do it. Another guy who's falling. And this guy really, he's now in the 14th round. He is someone that I do have some high hopes for. It's Terrence Marshall Jr. Now he, listen, he's the slot guy in Caroline. He'll beat out David Moore. Don't, don't worry about that. You know, he's not going to be um, in competition with David Moore for that job. He will win it out. Now, 
the reason I think you should draft him is a late round flyer. I think where he is is fine. You want to reach around to, to get him. Uh, don't have a big problem with that either. Now, Warren Sharp's 2021 football preview. The Panthers used three or more wideouts on 70% of their offensive snaps, and they targeted their wideouts 71% of the time, which ranked third in the league. Yes, Christian McCaffrey is coming back. I understand that, and therefore that number's going to go down. But they'd like to play again, this spread offense. They like to have this ability to just have a guy short just to make some plays, like they did with Curtis Samuel last year. But I think they're going to have some. And everyone went wild for Curtis Samuel. Um, and I think Terrence Marshall Jr. is going to have quite a significant bit of work. And, you know, the other thing you've got to remember is he's going to his college offensive coordinator. Uh, that is now his pro offensive coordinator. You know, Joe, Joe Brady, they're the same person. He's not going to have this ramp up required that others do. I think he's going to be absolutely fine. Listen, do I think he's going to be a league winner for you? No, but I do think he finishes in that wide receiver three conversation. To be getting him at the end of drafts as a just sort of throw in, I absolutely love. So give give Terrence Marshall Jr. some love. I think he's someone that, that is you know falling on boards currently which i don't quite understand uh dropped over around i think you can invest at that price i think you can invest at the price from the 14th round onwards and be very happy and you know it doesn't work you've not really invested much and you can cut it but i do like him as a late round flyer so that'll do it for the show and i hope that you've enjoyed i hope you like did it something a bit different, something we've not really done too much. But as we're just getting ready for the season, just to sharpen up our tools, look at what's going on, look at the boards, look at ADP, try and see where we can extract some value. I'm really liking where some of the falls are right now. The players I really like, they're getting better prices. So I really am enjoying the latest ADP trends. I hope you've enjoyed this pod. I look forward to celebrating with you on Monday for episode 400. I promise you, blockbuster guest, you will all love her. She is fantastic. Uh, New guest, not someone we've had on before, but I'm delighted to, to have her on. So until next week, Rush Nation, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the sun. Don't forget, keep rushing. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.